Hey, busy business people. I'm here today with another entrepreneur taking action, Sonia Rosa. She helps seven figure business owners create cash wealth without sacrificing their lifestyle. And I'm getting the scoop on how she does it. So stay tuned. Okay, so to kick things off, that is a really big claim that you're helping business owners create cash wealth without sacrificing their lifestyle. Like, what motivated you to go in that direction with your business? Oh, well, you know, a lot of all business need help with their finances and with the numbers. And I see a lot of entrepreneurs really struggle of, that you see them making good money and revenue. But then the amount they get to keep or take home, whatever you may want to call it, it's so small or sometimes nothing. Yep. So somebody needs to help them. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So finding a really big problem that's affecting a lot of people and solving it, that's a good reason to go that direction. That's a smart reason. <laughs> Yeah. So like, what are some of the most common mistakes that you see business owners making when it comes to their finances? Like if they're making seven figures and not taking home a paycheck, <laughs> what are they doing wrong? Well, a lot of times these, they're not being conscious or intentional about their finances. Also, you know, a lot of people put, put it aside, put it to the end. Like it's uncomfortable. It's icky. It's un People, if it's just plain painful, so they don't want to deal with it. And when the time comes that they need to deal with it, either because it's tax time or they're looking for investors or they're looking for a loan or they're looking to bring in a partner, that's when they look at it and then it's like, uh-oh, what happened? Yeah. Yeah, I know I'm guilty of that one myself, and I know a bunch of other business owners that are the same way. I think my poor accountant, we <laughs> file an extension on our taxes pretty much every year because I'm not ready to deal with it, <laughs> which is terrible. Yeah, a lot of people have like that apprehension, and it's like, the, like I said, like that fear of uh, what am I going to find or what am I going to see, but it's worse if you don't look at it and you keep up and you then you get to adjust whatever that you're doing yep. and you start heading towards what matters to you. Like, why do you start your business? Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things that it's like, you're so buried in the day-to-day -day grind that it's so easy to just like, Oh, well, I'll just do that later. I'll work on my books later. I don't have to work on it now. Like, you know, and you just don't, it, it just gets put off and put off and put, you know, put off. Like to me, it feels like it's a high mental calorie task. It's not something we do every day. It's not something that comes easy. And the higher the mental calorie load, the more likely we are to want to put it off. I feel like all things yes, finances, like that's what happens. <laughs> yes. And you cannot, you can put it off, but not for too long. <laughs> yeah. Or you don't need to put it off, but yeah. So like, I know you're functioning kind of essentially as an outsourced CFO. So let's talk about that a little bit. Like when is a business big enough that they need to consider working with someone like you? Well, for an outsourced CFO, it, it 
pretty much depends. Of course, you more likely you have to be over six figures, but some people it depends on, on what direction they're heading. Like some people, they might be at the two hundred fifty thousand mark or a little less, or some people wait until the, they're over half a million to then, or even a million to get an outsourced CFO. Do you think they're waiting? So it, it, it all depends on the business and the, of course, the goals that the owner has. Okay. Are there any like commonalities amongst people that need to start looking at one? So say they're at like the 250,000 a year mark, but they're, I don't know, looking at getting a partner or getting loans or would it make sense to work with an outsourced CFO then to start moving that track or? Yes, I would say so. Okay. Yes. And also because the CFO works more, more as a strategic advisor. Mm -hmm. So it's going to help them strategize in which direction then they want to move. Because then as your business scales, you know, the bigger your business, bigger problems. Okay. So even if they're on the smaller side, if they have big goals and they're trying to really look at, you know, maybe going from like 250,000 to a million and like a year or two or something like that, it would be good to have somebody like you in their back pocket helping with stuff. Right. And like I said, and you know, the, I work more as a strategic and trusted advisor mm -hmm. than rather than what you will rely, the business owner will rely on an account, a regular accountant or a bookkeeper. Yeah. I know most like accountants and bookkeepers that I've worked with in the past, they just basically do the job and that's it. They don't really do a whole lot of advising or guiding you on smart choices or anything like that. Their goal is just like with an accountant, just to help you pay the least in taxes. And that's it the end of the strategy they don't really work with you on stuff like um helping you you know get prepared to qualify for loans or bringing on a partner or any of those other big financial things so it makes a lot of sense exactly. to work with somebody like you um so what is it yes. like like if somebody's working with you on a regular basis i think we kind of touched on it a little bit um as opposed to like a bookkeeper or an accountant like what is what does the day-to-day -day look like if somebody's working with you like are you meeting with them regularly what are you going over um, how does that work? Um, yes, we meet regularly. I mean, again, it depends on the on the business and of course of the owner. Um, they could want to meet twice a month, once a month, once a quarter, um, because it's about them. It's not about me. Mm -hmm. So it's whatever their their needs are. Okay. And what kind of things then, do you do when you're working with them like that? When you're meeting with them. Well, we discuss, of course, how the business is going, like what, um, so I focus on service providers. So what services are more profitable than others? And of course, we discuss if they're, again, if they're seeking financing or investing or bringing partner, hiring employees, things of that nature. Are you able to help them figure out like which services are the most profitable if they don't know, like if they're not helping, if they're not tracking um, man hours and stuff like that and service providers, like they don't know that maybe this thing we charge more for it, but it takes, you know, 80% of that's going to employees and there's almost no profit versus this other thing maybe we charge yeah. less for. Like, do you help them 
work all of that out to figure it out? Yes. Okay. That's pretty cool. Um, so like, do you have any final kind of tips or advice that you'd like to share with our audience? Well, I will share, don't put it off <laughs> and always reach out. I mean, I know, like I said before, like some people are skeptical, mm-hmm. uh, have that fear uh, to even share like what's going on with their business, but you have to, it's like going to the doctor. If, if you go to a doctor because something hurts in your body or you're not sure, so they start asking you questions and pinching you or touching here, touching, oh, is it here? Is it here? Um, until you say, okay, yeah, yeah, that's a spot. So it's the same. You got to open up, you got to share, and then be truthful what it's going on. And when in the... You always ask, always reach out. What kind of questions Don't do people come to you with when they first start working with you and they're like, hey, I need help with or I need advice on? Like, what kind of questions do they tend to ask you? Uh, well, a lot of a lot of about tax planning, because, of course, everybody wants to pay the least amount in taxes mm-hmm. in a legal way. So that is a big one. Also, the business entity, they're not sure like what type of business entity they should have. Because uh, most people, they just jump on, into LLCs and they don't check certain things when, when maybe they should be a corporation or, you know, just have a partnership or just stay on their Schedule C. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that sort of thing. Or they see the financials are a mess. <laughs> like they've been trying to do it themselves for a long time. And then oh, like, oh, no, I'm stuck. I'm stumped. This is what I need or what I'm looking for to accomplish. Yeah. I know software is a big one too. Like, do you have like any software that you recommend people use when they're working with a bookkeeper or accountant or CFO or like, does it matter? Well, no, it doesn't matter. Um, but of course, one of the most common is QuickBooks because mm-hmm. it has so many versions and it integrates with a lot of applications. So it's, it's the one that you see out there the most, but it's not the only one. Yeah, I know I used Zero for quite a few years, and uh, I hate yeah, Zero is a good one. Like everybody uses QuickBooks, but nobody likes QuickBooks, which is absolutely terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, but I think it, it's because of what I one of the things what I said about having so many different versions, like. It, depending on the size of your business and then the integration with other, with other applications. Mm-hmm. Well, what are some other like really common things that you work with people on typically? Like, um, I know we talked about hiring and if they're trying to hire someone, like what kind of things do you help advise them on if they're looking at hiring or scaling up their business? If they're hiring, well, with, Got to see what the person is going to do, what are 
if they're being profitable, if they're hiring, then what is the owner going to be doing? Because mm-hmm. it's got to be cost beneficial. I mean, for both, make it attractive to the to the prospect and then be, of course, beneficial for the owner. What about as they get like, um, get to be bigger and they're starting to look at like benefits packages and things like that? Do you help them plan any of that kind of stuff out? Um, sometimes it depends for what they're looking for. If not, I just have, uh, on my net worth financial advisors mm-hmm. that then I refer them to. Okay. Well, that makes a lot of sense. So I know I've kind of picked your brain on a bunch of different topics and it's finance stuff, which is tricky. Um, mm-hmm. but I think the biggest takeaway is knowing when to, you know, bring on an outsource CFO. So I think we've kind of covered a lot of that already. So Tell us more about who it is that you like to work with and how you help them and kind of where they can find you. Uh, yes. So I like to work with service providers and also a lot with veteran owned business and military spouses. I'm a military spouse myself mm-hmm. and they can find me at soniarosalc.com. Really awesome. If they want to schedule a talk with me. Awesome. Great. Thank you for coming on and sharing some information today. I think this has been really valuable stuff that I think a lot of people, I think they put this decision off way longer than they should. Um, Absolutely. I know I've recently started working with one and just the difference in the last two to three weeks (laughs) since I started working with them, it just changes your whole perspective and stress level around your financial stuff. So it's like I highly encourage it, which is why I was excited to get you on. Um, So thank you so much. Well, thank you, Christina. Thank you for having me. So guys, entrepreneurs, this is your call to take action. I want you to join our community at atatoday.zone and learn how to build a business that enables your lifestyle instead of taking over your life. Thank you guys. Until next time.